Hello, this is your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. You're about to hear a bonus show. This is bonus show number 13. Uh, the reason for this is I'm a bit under the weather. You might be able to hear it in my voice. Uh, and if I tried to do a new show, it might not uh, go too well. So I'm offering an old one. This one goes all the way back to uh, February 22nd, I believe, of uh, 2014. This is show number 176. Let's see, I talk about a few things on the show. Um, I start off the show talking about renumbering all of them to get it all accurate because ZTalk used to allow us to play uh, music shows, which could only be done live. We couldn't archive them. So that's uh, that inflated my numbers of shows. So I took those out and I renumbered them so that they were accurate. Uh, now, and then. Uh, I mentioned um, that he, uh, oh, see, I don't feel so good. <laughs> I talk about some homeowner stuff, uh, snaking out a drain in the basement. That's exciting talk. Uh, and I also talk about, uh, well, the weather was terrible at this time. You know, I picked this one because we had the polar vortex stuff happening then. And if you've been paying attention lately, we've been having the polar vortex uh, happened this winter and it's been super cold here in the Twin Cities super cold uh, high temperatures the, the teens below zero that's a high temperatures we've been below zero f since Monday something like that and I'm doing this a little bit on a Thursday and we're still below zero should warm up tomorrow though and the weekend should get into the 40s oh boy I tell you weather hits something anyway so I picked this one because of the polar vortex stuff. Um, I mentioned on there, on the show, the thing that bothers me. It was an ARG before I called them ARGs, and that was that uh, I talk about local news, local television news, and something they do when winter weather rolls in. Oh, it just bothers me. Still does, and they still do it. Uh, the harsh weather has interfered at that time with us getting my father-in-law to his doctor's appointments. Uh, he, uh, well, he's passed away since, but uh, he, uh, back then, he, you know, he had numerous doctor's appointments, and uh, one in particular we tried to get him to, but uh, the weather always got in the way, and I explain that. And interestingly enough, early this evening, I was telling my son about it, and I said one of the reasons we had to reschedule a doctor's appointment was because he was in a play in his class, fifth grade. He was the lead, and they had to reschedule the play because of weather, and they managed to schedule it on the day that my uh, that Amy had gotten her dad's rescheduled doctor's appointment. <laughs> so we had to reschedule it yet again. And uh, and I think some weather came in on that day. It's it's something I tell you. Uh, I talk about Jeopardy and some possible racism. It was uh, Black History Month or African American History Month, and uh, somebody writing for Jezebel.com uh, wrote about uh, something that uh, they they thought there was a. A possible soft racism taking place with uh, Jeopardy, and I disagreed. And then I talk about some what is early fake news on Facebook, and I take that apart. Um, oh, and then I make a couple Batman, uh, uh, or not Batman, but movie recommendations that deal with the origins of Batman. Uh, not, it's not the care. It, it just was the inspiration that. Uh, uh, Bob Kane uh, got to create uh, Batman, although I should mention that Bill Finger, who uh, also worked in comic books at the time, he was responsible for most of the character that we understand Batman to be. Um, Bob Kane came up with the idea, but Bill Finger fleshed it out. And for years, Bill Finger didn't get any credit until, mm, I think it maybe. 10 years ago he started people started realizing you know Bob uh, Bill Finger did a lot of work on that and not Bob Kane he didn't do all of it okay so it's enough of me 
going on. Uh, I feel a cough coming on. So, oh, and, and like I was saying, I was talking to my son about that. I got to finish that up. Talking to my son about uh, this play that he was in, and he didn't remember it, and he thought I was kidding. I, said, I wasn't in a play. I looked up a blog that I wrote back at the time, and this particular show that you're going to hear, and I played it for him. I said, "Look, there I am saying it. The memories are far more fresh there." So I'm right. <laughs> I'm right so seldomly, you know. Okay. Without further ado, let me get this rolling. This is uh, show number 176, dated uh, February 22nd, 2014. Uh, this is your bonus show number 13. I hope you like it. Here it is. This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I am your let's see. I am your host, Jim Doctor Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Tonight, I am live. So if you are listening in the chat room, I'm live. I'm doing this live. Uh, if you're listening to this on the archive, well then, I'm dead. No, I'm not dead. At least I I could be, but that'd be in the future. And I I don't know the future, and you can't tell the future. You just sorry. It's not, I mean through science. You can predict certain outcomes in, in uh, experimentation, which is kind of predicting the future, but it's not exactly like seeing the future, uh, which nobody can do. Don't let them fool you. Uh, they can't. Oh, I don't know. I, what do I know? I'm just a skeptic, right? Okay, first, before I get rolling, I want to let you know that I've uh, made some uh, changes on the archiving of, the, of this show. Uh, I, I would put a number... Uh, before the show, with you know, designating which show it is, and I was darn near on 200. I mean, I was almost there at 200, but uh, with the music license having gone away, or well, we still have one week to uh, to make use of the music license that we have. Uh, I thought, and then, and I long since stopped. Uh, including the music shows in the numbering of my show, I thought, well, I better go back and make sure that it's all right. So I did, and I eliminated something like 30-plus music music shows, and the numbering of them had kind of affected how this show got numbered. And so there are... It's been re-archived. Uh, well, just renumbered. So there are 175 regular editions of Dimland Radio. So uh, this will be number 176. Show number 176. Uh, yes, I've done. If you include the music shows, I've done well over. Uh, I've done over 200. I wouldn't say well over 200, but I've done over 200 shows. But it's a little different. It's not Dimland Radio shows. So. That's what this is. This is show number 176. It's written right here on my show notes. Okay. Uh, being a homeowner... Oh, anyway, so so realize that when, when you look at the archives, when this show goes up, it'll be 176. And I'll announce it on my Facebook, on the Dimland Radio page. Hey, if you haven't liked the Dim, Dimland Radio page yet, please do so. Go over and like it. I'm sitting at 60, 70 three likes. I want more. Come on, let's go. Uh, of course, getting on iTunes will help, and that's something I need to do this year, maybe. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I've only been doing this show for, 
what is it now? Three and a half years? Actually, more than that. More than that, because it'll be March. In March next month. Uh, it'll be four years. Yeah, so I'm coming up on four years of doing this show. Wow. All right, so I had started to talk about being a homeowner and how fun it is. It, and it, it's nice to have your own home. It's nice. It's better than having an apartment where you, know, you might be hearing the neighbors pounding around and stuff like that. And it's and the you know the apartment that Amy and I lived in for a while. The other tenants didn't seem to understand the security door. They never quite got it closed. <laughs> you know, we're trying to keep the place secure, and the middle of, and that door's left open or not pulled closed all the way, and we slam it and yell in the stairwell, "Close the door!" <laughs> that kind of thing. And you got to deal with that. But if you have your own house, and we've got a garage, we can put our car in, and it's, it's nice. But you do have to keep up the house. You have stuff to do. And uh, we've done a lot of stuff if, to this house. We've replaced windows. We've put in a new flooring here on the main floor that I'm in my studio here. I have a large studio. It's in my living room. So we've done that. Uh, but sometimes you have to do stuff that's kind of icky. And last Saturday, I had to do something that was kind of icky. Something I hadn't had to do for uh, about 13 years. It's the first spring that we were in this house, uh, the floor drain in the basement had clogged up. And we had a lot of water in the basement. We get water coming in from the snow melt. It just happens, and it's, you know, without investing thousands of dollars to waterproof it, thousands of dollars we don't have, we just have to kind of deal with it. And what we didn't know was that the drain was clogged and all this water is going to it. And I went downstairs to, I guess, do the laundry and all this water is down there. I mean, by you know, the floor tapers to that drain. So the, the, the depth of the water there was well over my ankle. It was oh, great. So I called my dad. Dad, <laughs> dad, help me. My basement's filled with water. He came over. We, we worked on it, did some stuff. We went and rented a uh, power snake which has this 100 foot of cable that you can put through the drain and it'll spin and cut through the stuff. So we did that back 13 years ago. Well, this last weekend we did it again. Now, it, water comes up when we when we do the laundry, sometimes water comes up through that floor drain. So it's like it can't take that water as quick. And it didn't bother me that much for a while. It's not that much water coming up. It's just a little gurgle, gurgle, and then it goes back down. But over the last couple of weeks, it's been puddling pretty well. It goes out pretty far. So uh, I thought, ah, better take care of this. Now, the first thing my dad said to try and do was hook up a garden hose to the tubs, which we did the last time. He has this tool, which is a little six-inch bladder that you connect to the end of a garden hose. It's this rubber bladder, and at the end of that, it's kind of it's a oval-shaped, oblong kind of thing. And at the at one end is a slit that the water will come out at very high pressure because it's very small, and the the bladder will expand, and it'll cut off the drain, so the water can only go one way, it can't come back on you. So I was, he said, try that. I've got that tool still. Come over, get it, try it, see if it works. So I did and I, you know, and it wasn't working and I called it, dad, it's not working. And I, well, let me come over. So he, you know, I didn't, I was trying to do this on my own, but he comes over and, and, and we decide we need to get that power snake again and we got it. And sucker weighs about a couple hundred pounds and, and, uh, my dad's, uh, going to be 79 soon. And uh, he started to help me bring it down the stairs. I said, Dad, no, 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 no. And I got Amy to come over, and she helped me get it down the stairs. I said, you're, you're not doing the lifting. We're, you know. So you, you open up a part of the drain. It's four-inch pipe, and you, there's a place where you can get access to it. And so Dad says, remember what we did last time. So we opened that up, and we started getting it through, and I'm pulling the cable as it's as Dad's controlling the spin, and we're just pushing it through, pushing it through. And uh, at, at one point, I noticed that the palms of my hands were brown, kind of a rusty brown color. But, hmm, it's a drain that takes uh, toilet water. Uh, what do you suppose could be in there that could make your hands brown? <laughs> and this was pushing the cable in. 
So, I mean, other people have used this thing. I don't know how much they clean this off. I'm sure there's a bit of grease on there and all that. But pulling the cable back out, at some point I realized I better grab a towel because one, to clean off the cable as we're pulling it in, and two, to, to minimize the amount of poop. That's right. <laughs> getting on my hands. Uh, it's, if you're a plumber, can you imagine? If you're a plumber, that's what you, you know, that's the kind of stuff you're dealing with a lot. Every day, you're dealing with that. So the amount of pink eye those guys must get, those uh, plumber dudes and gals must get. Yeah, Bob Costas got the pink eye, and I had pink eye a couple of years ago or whatever it was. And that's, it's, there's a bacteria in, in the poop that uh, can get, you know, if, if you're not careful, it gets on your hands, you rub your eyes. I kept thinking to myself, don't touch your face, don't touch your mouth, don't put your finger in your nose, don't put your finger in your eyes. <laughs> Stay clean, don't touch, keep away. I'm telling you, it was, you just had to, just had to push past it. I, I kept saying, why didn't I wear gloves? Why didn't I wear gloves? So anyway, we, we cleaned it out. We got a few roots, tree roots or whatever. We got some roots out of there. Uh, it still backs up a tiny bit of water. But uh, we'll try that bladder thing again and see if that clears it out. And maybe in a couple months' time, if water still is coming up, maybe I'll get my younger brother to help me out rather than my dad. I know what to do. I know what tool to get, how much it's going to cost, and all the stuff that needs to be done. And rather than dragging my dad over here to do it, you know, get somebody younger that can has a, you know, stronger... Whatever. Dad's still a pretty strong old dude, but he's, you know, 79. Come on, what do you expect? So, okay, um, <clears throat> I really need to do this. I, re I really need to make a list of all the reasons I hate local television news, the local TV news stations and what they do on their news that I hate. Now, I don't listen to or watch a lot of the TV news. So we don't watch a lot of TV. It's not on a lot. Uh, we've we all have our handheld devices now. Amy's got a new iPod, and Hayden and I both have a, a Google Nexus Seven. And we're you know well, the three of us will be sitting on the couch, <laughs> go scrolling through our our devices, and uh, you know. But we're spending time together. I mean, we're on the same couch with each other, and that. That's one thing. Sometimes we talk to each other. Yeah, move over. Leave me alone. Uh, anyway, um, but but in the mornings we'll have I'll put the morning news on so I can see what the traffic's like. Not that I really need to worry about it because I don't I don't really have much of a commute. But also to see what the weather is going to be like. And you know this winter has been. An incredible pain in the ass. I blogged about it last Wednesday. I might talk about it after I get through this thing I hate about the local news. But, um, you know, local news, they get the banter between the you know, the anchors and the weather guys and the sports guys and that, and, they, and between each other. And it's and it's always has to be a man and a woman have to be the two anchors. You can't just have one or the other. It has to be both. And then they have to trade off stories and sometimes sentences. And that gets annoying. You know, I don't care if it's a gal giving me the news or a guy giving me the news. I don't care. Just, you know, whatever. And all they are doing is reading it. I know I know that's kind of insulting. Um, but I did that thing with Conan O'Brien talking about where he had, or his staff, had noticed that local news... Sometimes on their on their human interest type stories, not necessarily on what's going on in the local news because it's not something you can cater to uh, a larger audience, you know, a nationwide audience. But human interest stories you can, and they just pull them off the wire, Reuters or AP or whatever, and somebody has written it up, and then they just read it verbatim to what has been. So you get news station after news station after news station saying the same thing. And so, you know, they're not, I don't know how much writing the newsreaders do. I don't know. And they have the live news report and all that. Well, what I've been seeing, and I don't know if all the stations do it. I don't know. 
but what I've been seeing is that um, when there's weather going on and it's happening during the morning news, somebody thinks it's a good idea to put a reporter and a and their photographer in photographer photographer that didn't sound like it was right photographer in a news van and send them out to drive around the twin cities to be able to file live reports about how the traffic is I, do we really need that you know if you're in a major metropolitan area in this country and you've got some morning news on what you do you'll have the traffic reporter and they'll have two things they'll have a map showing the trouble areas and they'll have all the MnDOT the the or MnDOT in Minnesota but the Department of Transportation uh, cameras that are up all around the freeways and the highways and byways of whatever of of any major metropolitan area you're going to have the cameras up there and they're going to just flip through all the traffic cameras they don't need to put a reporter in a van now they you know they got the they've got the camera mounted on the dashboard or whatever it is so that so that the photographer's driving but the and the reporter is sitting in the in the passenger seat and so he or she uh Files the report was, you know, oh, traffic's really slow out here. It's a lot of cars spinning out and off on the sides of the roads. Lots of tow trucks out there. It's really slow going. You better go slow. Do we need you to do that? Really? I mean, I know it's just one vehicle because I don't know if the other stations do it. I mean, there's one other local station that has an all local morning news thing, uh, but the other ones they affiliate with the uh, uh, the national news morning shows so they'll have the national news morning show will be the main thing they're showing and then they'll cut away for local news coverage for five ten minutes and then back to the national stuff so i don't know if they do it but i do know this one station that i watch so it could be just one news van that's out tooling around in the traffic it's just one more vehicle that doesn't need to be out there and if you're like me uh and this is again it's just it's just confirmation bias it's just how you notice it you don't notice the times that you don't have this thing going on so it seems like it seemed like anytime i'm driving out in my car not a not in the van that we're using now which sets up a little higher but when we're out in the car and i get stuck in traffic it would seem like Every single time I'm stuck behind a truck or a van or an SUV, and I cannot see what's going up on ahead of me. All I can see is the vehicle behind, uh, that I'm behind. That's it. And I hope that that person is paying attention and stopping when they need to and doing, you know, because all I can see is their back end. If you're if you're behind another car, chances are you can see through their head, their you know the windows in their vehicle, see up ahead. You can see around them, but you you know. So they've got this news van going around. So there's somebody stuck behind that news van saying, you know, do you really need to be out here? And if they knew that you know, that all they're doing is just driving around the traffic, telling you it's really slow out here. Oh, it's really slow. It's very slow out here. So, oh, it's very slippery, and there are cars off on the sides of the road. I just, one of these times, I wish one of those news vans would crash off on the side of the road. That would be, it's, while they're giving an, a live report, oh, watching the, you know, not, I don't want to be get, get hurt or any real damage to be done, just the vehicle to spin off on the side of the road. That would be fun. Just to see the look on the reporter's face as they lose you know, control of the vehicle and off they go out to the side of the road. That would be fun. You know what else would be fun? Uh, what else would be fun is if I take my first break. How's that sound? I don't know how fun it's going to be, but I'm going to do it. So if you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'll be back after this break. Shouting all about love Well, they cheated you like a dog Playing you for the one who had made it so clear All those years If this station is not your cup of tea Then drink coffee! 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 coffee. coffee. 
100% news. 100% information. 100% guarantee. I thought you might say that. <laughs> You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Did you see that UFO sighting that made the news? What did that latest study about alternative treatments really say? Is this photo making the rounds real or a hoax? Doubtful News is a unique website featuring news about pseudoscience, the paranormal, anomalies, and questionable claims framed with a skeptical view. Come visit doubtfulnews.com every day for news about cryptozoology, conspiracies, shams, scams, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Doubtful News. Critical thinking is essential in assessing today's news. Doubtful News helps you decide, can you really believe this stuff? Well, I'll be hornswoggled. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what, you think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. Remember, there's no hugging in the chat room. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Dimland Radio here on the Z Talk Radio Network. I'm just looking at my uh, uh, my deal here, <laughs> uh, my playback stuff, and I I had the some of the stuff in that break kind of put in the wrong positioning. You didn't notice, did you? So anyway, uh, let's see. This winter has been a pain, pretty much like every winter is, I guess. And I I usually say that uh, I don't mind winter too much up until about February. That's when it starts to get on my nerves. That's, I think that's when we've had it. Okay, we're done with uh, we're done with Thanksgiving. We're done with Christmas, New Year's, the Super Bowl. What do we got to look forward to now? The uh, the Oscars, which I guess are coming up uh, next weekend, next a week from this Sunday, the second which will be my parents' uh, 57th anniversary. Married in 1957. It'll be 57 years. Wow. So um, so I usually say long about February. It's winter's, yeah, okay. It can go away now. But we've got we got the rest of this month, February, to get through. we got March to get through, part of April. Uh, you know, June, you know, July, yeah, you know, Long about July 4th, I think we'll have summer. But I hate summer, too. So you know, it's like, what do you like, Dim? Huh? I like fall. Just give me fall. How about that? Autumn. Give me autumn. Uh, anyway, here's a story. And I blogged about this last Wednesday. Uh, it's on my blog site at dimland.com. Just click on the blog. You'll find it. You'll find the show notes over there, too. You'll find uh, also you'll find my online portfolio. You'll find a link to the Cafe Press store where you can buy my artwork on T-shirts and such. So dimland.com, check that out. But I wrote about this uh, this past Wednesday, and it's an illustration of how much a pain in the ass this winter's been. Uh, as you may recall, back in September of last year, my mother-in-law passed away. And my mother-in-law was the uh, main caretaker for my father-in-law. He's still with us. He's uh, he's 78. 
I think he just turned 78. And he's not in the best physical condition, so he needs, he does need attention. He needs help. He needs to get to the doctor and take medications and all that kind of stuff. And, and mom used to do that for him and keep him on track. So when she passed away, uh, dad had to move in with uh, my brother-in-law and his wife. And they're, they're a little bit closer to where Amy and I and Hayden live uh, here in the Twin Cities. But they're still, it's still a bit of a drive, but not quite as, you know, it's about a 20-minute less of a drive than it was to go to where my in-laws were living up in Rush City. So he, so, so dad's in with uh, my brother-in-law and his wife, and uh, they're making the best of it and doing what they can, and who knows what's, how long it'll last, and, you know, if they're going to make any arrangements for anything different or whatever. But it, it's, you know, it's a challenge. Everything's a challenge, I suppose. Uh, it's different. They're not used to it, but uh, like as I said, Dad needs to go to get doctor's appointments, and he, and there's a checkup that he's been needing to get to. And uh, the uh, the doctor's office for for his checkup is in Cambridge, Minnesota, which is a bit of a drive from the Twin Cities. And it's it, you know I mean he lives where he's living now with my my brother-in-law. Uh, that's about a 35-minute drive to get there in optimal weather conditions and traffic conditions. And then from that from their house, it takes another 40-minute drive to get up to Cambridge, where his doctor's is, is appointment is. And uh, part of the agenda of that doctor's appointment is to get a referral to get closer to where Dad's living now, or at, at any rate, closer to the Twin Cities, so it's less of a, less of a drive. And... Uh, my brother-in-law and his wife, they both work full-time during the day. I work full-time during the day. And Amy is a stay-at-home mom. So it kind of falls to her. Well, you're here. All you just need to do is arrange to have the vehicle so you can drive up, you know, go up, get Dad, take him to the doctor's, and get him home. And that's been the plan. Sounds easy, doesn't it? <laughs> We've been trying to get him to his doctor's appointment since December. December! Jeez, every time, every single time, his appointment coincides with either a snowstorm or massive cold. I mean, bitter cold. Not the not just oh, it's ten degrees outside. No, no, no. It's ten degrees below zero. The high temperature for that particular day might be fifteen degrees below zero. We've been having these polar vortexes, which, by the way, I hear we're going to have another one next week. <laughs> so, every time something like that happens and Amy has to reschedule, we've got a 1997 Plymouth Grand Voyager we're driving. It's got 170,000 miles on it. We don't want a chance getting stuck out there in that kind of weather. We'd rather have decent weather conditions to be driving that vehicle. And 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 you know, and Amy doesn't want her dad trying to walk through super cold weather to get it out of the vehicle and into a building and that kind of thing. He doesn't move very quick. It you know, she doesn't. It it doesn't need. So she reschedules and reschedules and reschedules. There was one rescheduling that was technically due to the fact that my son. Had a it was in a play that his class was putting on, just his class. It wasn't any kind of big school thing. Just a class play put on for the parents and a couple other grades, or one other grade out of whatever fourth graders or something. And uh, he's in the fifth grade, and it you know and you know we're proud parents and he he was the lead in the play so we didn't want to miss that and <laughs> we had to reschedule an appointment. But but. The reason why we had to reschedule that appointment was because the original date for the play had to be postponed because of, can you guess, because of winter weather. This year, there have been five school days canceled on account of cold. This is going to be so cold. And then there's been one more day added that the school's classes were canceled, this time because of snow. And that was from Thursday. Let's not get too far ahead of myself now. So anyway, so it, it, it just, they had to reschedule his play and it dropped right on a day that Amy had rescheduled dad's doctor's appointment. So again, 
we had to reschedule because we didn't want to miss his play. He's the lead in the play. You know, we're proud parents. I took time off of work, and she, you know, we went in and watched the play. And he was, he did fine. He did great. The whole kid, it was really good. I mean, I mean, it wasn't, you know, death of a salesman or something, but it was, it was good. And, uh, uh, so it got rescheduled to, from, uh, whatever that date was, to the 20th, which was this, this past Thursday. Tuesday, I heard the weather guy say, our next significant snowfall, it looks like it's going to be Thursday, and it looks like it's going to be an, a lot. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. You gotta, because the Tuesday and Wednesday prior, this past week, the Tuesday and Wednesday prior were nice. The temperatures got up, I think, I think on Wednesday, it got to 40 or more. It was really warm, really nice. Oh, great. We got out of the super cold, and we get warm for a little bit, and then, bam, we get snow, and we got clobbered on Thursday. It didn't start in the morning. It started later in the day, but once it got done, I mean, around here, we got eight or nine inches of snow that I had to clear out Friday morning. So guess what? Amy rescheduled the appointment again. This time... It's scheduled for Monday. So far, everything looks okay. It's going to be a little colder, but I think we might be able to finally pull it off, and then we'll get a referral. Let's get closer to home, shall we? Oh, brother. It's it's just, just uh, this winter, it's been a pain in the ass. And like I said, the polar vortex is making its third visit to us this next week, so we might... I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be a day or two canceled of school for Hayden at more time. And he's definitely going to, they're definitely going to attack days on at the end of the year to make up for the uh, missed days through the winter. But wow, this is, as, as Hayden has put it, he's in the fifth grade. He said, this has been a weird fifth grade. Um, it's just, uh, there was, we narrowly averted, at least it appears that though it's been averted, a uh, a teacher's strike. St. Paul Teachers uh, Federation had voted to authorize a strike, the option of strike, uh, had they not, in the negotiations that took place this last week, had they not gone well, and uh, apparently they, they, they did go well, uh, because Monday they might have, decided to, to Monday meaning this coming Monday the 24th would have been might have gone on strike that day or the next day so but it looks like they've averted that but uh, yeah he's still probably gonna have some days at the end of the school year that they're gonna have to go to school because they, they had to miss it during the winter okay uh, my next thing I saw this on Facebook and I thought, uh, I don't know about this thing. <laughs> uh, it, 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 is it is it racism? Uh, is it is it in is, is it an insult or is it somebody just looking to be insulted about this? What am I talking about? Well. I saw it on Facebook, and then I went to the site. It's Jezebel.com, and a writer named, I think it's Lindy West is her name. Lindy West, yeah. Wrote up this article. Uh, the headline is, Last Night's Jeopardy, uh, No One Wanted to Answer Questions About Black History. Well, mm, I don't know. It's uh, part of this uh, Jeopardy. If you know the game show Jeopardy, every every couple of times a year or once a year, they have college kids. They have this like a two week thing where they have these college kids, or one week thing where you know, kids from college, various colleges, come on and uh, compete and see if they get a, a college champion. And it's it's Black History Month and uh, or African American History Month, and one of the categories for the double jeopardy round that's the second round of questions where the the amounts uh for the responses double and there's an image of the jeopardy screens where they put up the the questions if you will or the answers you know jeopardy's got that convoluted 
sense to it and how they do this stuff. Your, your answer, you need to answer in the form of a question. And, and so, But uh, you know Jeopardy. You know how it goes. So they, there's a picture of the, of the board, the big board, where all the there's uh, six categories for each you know for Jeopardy and, and double Jeopardy. There are six categories, and five of the categories have all been answered, or have all been used up, and so that's everything's blank except for the very last row on the right, and it's Amer African American history, and none of the questions have been chosen at this point. So they got a she's got a frozen shot, a screen capture, whatever of that board and oh, oh look they they you know and she when she writes this uh makes it sound as though the kids were avoiding the category um you know it, it says uh, happy black history month everyone courtesy of last night's all white college jeopardy panel in the second round of play, the contestants sailed through five of the categories, including International Cinema Showcase, Weather Verbs, and Kiwi Fauna, but avoided the sixth, uh, the sixth category, like the <clears throat> Black Plague. The category was African American History. Um, she does acknowledged that when they finally did go to that category they had they got three of the five possible responses correct uh two of them that they they missed two you know so that that they did that's better than half <laughs> but she also includes a link to uh a video that's the entire program so i I didn't watch the whole thing. I just kind of fast-forwarded looking through it. I wanted to see, you know, this was the double Jeopardy round, which is the second round that they play. I wanted to compare it to the first round and see how things were. And, and she's painting this picture as though they were avoiding this category, like the Black Plague. They were avoiding it. Well, you know, in the first round, the Jeopardy round, there was a category called USA, and it's U.S. in quotes, and A spelled E-H, you know, like for our Canadian friends, the way they say A. So it's U.S. in quotes, and then A. So that category also happened to be the far right on the main board, and it also happened to be the last category that they went to. Were they avoiding the U.S.A., like the... Uh, <clears throat> Black Plague, or did they just not get to it, or until that point? And then when they did, they, you know, they just they got to it, <laughs> you know. And when you, if you don't know Jeopardy, when they have things in quotes, that means that's going to be part of the response. So when you see the letter U and S, that that's in quotes. U.S. part was in quotes. That means the responses are going to start with a U and an S. So the first one was the the response was who is Uncle Sam. The second question or second whatever what the response was what is uh, Universal Soldier? These movies that uh, Jean Claude Van Damme was in, and so you see how that works. But does, should should Americans be insulted that these three white kids didn't pick the USA category? Or is it just maybe, okay, maybe they weren't up on their Amer African American history? And, you know, I, I don't think they were avoiding it like the plague. I, I just, I, I think it's just a little bit of insult found where there wasn't really any insult given. Or it's, I, I don't know. I, I think she's reading more into what had happened. She just happened to get that, you know, it, it, that it's it's not like when so once they finished the the rest of the five categories that the three of them stood there and went, ah, yeah, can we just end it now? Because like psh, we don't want to do African American history. <laughs> no way. We don't know. We're white people. What do we know? It's not like they did that. They just went in and they answered and they got three of the five right. And well. It's not that bad. I don't know. I just I don't see it as being a kind of a racist thing. But before I leave this particular category uh, or the particular moment I'm talking about, I have to. Uh, speaking of moments, I have to have one of these. And now 
now it's time for a Dimland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. Yeah, well, maybe it'll be good. <laughs> um, uh, hang on a second here. In that article, uh, the Lin, uh, Lindy West. Sorry, I'm looking away from the microphone. I shouldn't do that. It's rude. But I have to pull this up. Uh, she did something that bothers me. Uh, she used the LOL thing, you know, which we all know means laugh out loud. And uh, I had my pedantic moment. I put it on my Facebook. And uh, right now I'm trying to look it up so I can read what it should be. Hang on. There it is. Um, here's in the article where I didn't read this part, but at the end or in, the, in there, she put in, she wrote this. <clears throat> she was making a comment about, I don't know, how sad this was because she, she wrote this, quote, L-O-L-O-L-L-O-L-L-O-L-L-O-O-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-
you know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the Z-Talk Radio Network. Oh, sorry. I'm making some notes I should have done on the break. Sorry about that. And I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'm back here. Um, I'm going to give you a couple few, a couple, I'm going to try, a couple examples of some of my Facebook skeptical activities. Uh, these are both at the expense of Kale Kelly, former Z-Talker, uh, and, uh, uh, decent guy, conspiracy theorist. Uh, he might not like being called that. Uh, he believes in. That's the thing about conspiracy theorists. They do think that they're skeptics uh, because they're skeptical of the official story. But uh, as Brian Dunning had pointed out on a Skeptoid episode, nobody says the official story about June 6, 1944, which was the invasion of Normandy. Nobody, nobody refers to that as the official story. He says the saying "official story" is kind of like a weasel word or a weasel phrase. Uh, he said maybe you should say the standard model would be more accurate. I mean, because it's you know all the evidence points to you know Oswald killed Kennedy, or all the evidence points to the nineteen hijackers flying into the towers and the Pentagon and all that stuff that happened on 9-11. It, that's it. All, all the evidence points to that. This conspiracy theorist will be skeptical of that evidence since they think they're skeptics. And they're not. They're not. They're just crazy. No. Uh, Kale's, you know, he's okay. He's a good guy. But and uh, but I'll, I'll mention him because, you know, I've, I've, he's posted some stuff online and I've made some comments on them. <laughs> Um, I have, honest to goodness, I have. Uh, he posted something, and I, I, I'm reluctant to um, share it on the show notes, because I think if I do, I, I, I think it's part of the reason I think that some of these things are are floated out there on the internets, these urban legend things or these uh, weird sensationalist stories are put out there is to get somebody to click on it so they get there and then you go on to their site and maybe you click on some stuff on the site and the next thing you know you've got you've got uh, malware and viruses on your computer because I, I believe this happened to me at work following up on the, one of these things just to look into it because Kale's always good about saying to me well you need to do your own research you need to do your own research do your own research, you know, that kind of thing. That's a lot of people like to say, oh, do your own research. Well, you know, that's why I have experts. That's why we have experts, because they do the research. And if they have shown themselves to be good at what they're doing and not sensationalist or not conspiratorial, and they back up their stuff with evidence and sources and, you know, and citing their, their information, they become a trustworthy site uh, or source of information. And if you know, and when the when the consensus of science-minded or in scientists on a particular topic, uh, plate tectonics, when the consensus of ge- geologists agree that plate tectonics is what's caused our continents to be where they are, why we have earthquakes and volcanic activity and things like that. I, t- I, I don't need to be a geologist and go out and do my own research. I've had them to do it for me. I can learn from them. And, and I trust that science will get it right. Uh, if, they make something, if they get something wrong, it's more science that's going to correct it, not some conspiracy theorist who thinks that the, uh, that harp or that uh, the, uh, the condensation that you see up in, this, up in the sky following jets that fly really at high altitudes where it's cold air and, and it, it's just causing that you know whatever the 
trails that come out. Then they start screaming chemtrails. Chemtrails! Chemtrails! Ah! No, it's just it's just condensation being coming out of the jets and it's up in the sky. That's what's going on. Alright, you just go ahead and take their words for it. You're just be a sheep. You're a sheep, old dim. That's what you are. That's a pretty good impression of Kale. No, it's not. It's a terrible impression of Kale. He's got a good radio voice. He does, really does. Anyway, so he posted something with the kind of a reaction like, oh my god, this can't be, blah, blah, you know, that kind of freak out uh, deal. And I'll try to describe it as best I can. Uh, the image that you see is uh, of a mutant baby. Uh, it's got a, you know, to me it looks like, well, it, 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 there, there are red flags to the thing. Anyway, so it's attached to a story about a woman who had gone to prison. She gave birth to twins in prison, a boy and a girl, so they're fraternal twins, not identical. Those two children were taken into you know protective custody or whatever, and they were adopted out to two families. And those two families apparently moved to the same city, and the two kids went to the same school or same area. So they met each other. They fell in love. And they had a baby. And that baby was this mutant thing that you saw in the picture. Okay? And I looked at that. And I read this story. And so many red flags were just popping up and down. It just, you know, it reads like a typical urban legend. Uh, it, the, the family names are Jones and Smith. Okay, they could have picked those to protect the identity of the people involved. Okay, maybe. Or maybe their names really were. Jones and Smith. Um, let's see. The, there's no citations given in this in the story there's, of where this is. No sources given where is this this came from. There are lots of links in the article. Lots of words that have that. You know, you put the cursor over it. You, you know, you can click on it and go to another page. Uh, so it, it's it's maybe that makes it look like it's some sort of a uh, here's. A legitimate source because you can click on these links. Maybe that's that's the source citation. But the thing is, every single one of the links that's included in the story are just links to advertising. You put the cursor over it, a pop-up window will come on. You click it, you'll go to another page. And I think when I did that, I clicked each one, and that was probably the mistake. Each time I was clicking that was probably throwing some malware, malware, malware or virus or something on the computer that I yeah, at work because I was doing it through the one at work. And I end up having to get some soft, uh, some antivirus malware software stuff to clean it up, which I did. Anyway, so so, it, so that's all advertising. So again, that's another red flag that's going up there. Um, let's see, and, and in there, in the story, they refer to the the prison that the woman is uh, in, the one that gives birth to the twins, as the Wisconsin State Women's Correctional Facility. There is no Wisconsin State Women's Correctional Facility. I looked it up. There's no prison in Wisconsin that's called that. Uh, so there's another red flag. Um, the image of the mutant baby uh, looks a little photoshopped to me. It's 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 this. It almost looks like it looks like it's supposed to be the back of the head of the baby. You see hair over the top, but the ears are at the bottom, and the ears are 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 pushed all the way down to the base of the skull, and they're almost connected at the bottom. And in the middle of the back of the skull, or middle of the face, or whatever it is, is a great big eyeball with no white around the uh, iris and pupil. It's just a great big eyeball, and to me, the great big eyeball looks a little bit like a like the a squid eyeball, and it just looks like it's photoshopped. I could be wrong, but the image looks photoshopped. So, so that's another red flag, <clears throat> and the biggest red flag of all, as if these weren't big enough, is there's a picture of the of the alleged couple of the young kids that had sex with each other. The brother and sister didn't realize they were twins. There's a picture of them sitting on the hill, on the grass, looking at, you, at each other and smiling. And there's that little black strip that uh, in the old detective magazines that they put across the eyes of, uh, of the photograph of people just to kind of hide their identity. As, as if, you, if you didn't see their eyes, you couldn't figure out who they were if you knew the person. Like you wouldn't recognize the rest of the face. But anyway, so they have the black bands across their eyes. Now, here's something that I learned. 
that you, it's a tool that you can use uh, with Google. It's really cool. Uh, I copied that photograph, and then I opened up the uh, Google page, and I click and dragged the uh, the image that I copied. The, you know, the two kids with the black bands across their eyes, and I clicked I clicked on it and dragged it over t onto the Google page, images page, and the window opens up that you can drop the image into that, and Google will look for similar images. And it found the exact same image. And it turns out, and, and except with the black bands, whoever put this thing together put the black bands across the eyes, this image shows up on many other pages on the internet, I look through and I and I, this is I'm all these things I'm pointing out in Kale's on the comment thread through Kale's. I'm pointing out all this stuff, and I linked to four websites that have the exact same picture. Uh, that's the, and it's just a stock photograph of two kids in their teens sitting on a hill, smiling at each other and three of the links were stories about can men and women be just friends can they have just friend relationships or something like that and some other story was about something else i don't know what so i did all that and then at the very end i kind of said snarkily to kale so there i've gone on through and i've done all this have i done my own research have i done it for you and kale had some kind of you know comment that he made to me about you know you know, he he likes to use the LOL just to make sure that I know that he's not he's you know he's not upset he's not you know he's taking it with good nature but he says you know it's, it's used to him <laughs> you know poop the party yeah because that's what I do I poop the party uh, that's part of that's part of it but it, but I I did my research I found all this stuff uh, there's another thing that I I don't have time to get into but it's another thing that Kale had put up that. Uh, that I uh, went through. It's some American Parasite. The American Parasite. It's a 30-minute video, which is essentially a video, although they don't come out and say it, but they do lean you, they do point you in that direction. It's a video for you to go and buy a probiotic uh, supplement from this company that did this 30-minute video. That's essentially what it is. And I point that out to Kale. And uh, you know, so... Anyway, uh, the show's wrapping up at this point, so um, I should. Uh, I have a movie recommendation. It's actually two movies. Uh, it's the original and a remake. And the original is from 1926, and it's called The Bat. And the remake is from 1930, and it's called The Bat Whispers. Uh, the, the they're virtually the same movie. The the 1926 version is a silent film. Uh, the Bat Whispers, they, they figured they put whispers in there uh, maybe t uh, to designate that, you know, he's going to talk. It's a talkie, because that's how it's advertised. It's an all-talkie, because that's back when talkie films started. And uh, they're, they're very interesting. They're funny. I prefer the silent version. I, I, there's some imagery in there that I like better. The character of the bat has a cooler-looking costume, a more eerie. But you can see in these two films, and the bat whispers, according to Wikipedia, uh, was one of the inspirations for Bob Kane, the creator of Batman, to go on and create Batman. He, he according to Wikipedia, and I knew that the bat there was a movie called the bat that had an influence on bob kane and i think it is the original because the original you'll even see the what was more more than likely the inf, the influence of the bat signal showing up in that one they are both available on youtube completely the silent film is completely silent there's no music accompanying it so if you want to queue up your itunes to play some eerie music while you watch it that's fine uh, that should work for you. But they're both they're interesting looking. There's some good, some some intriguing camera work, especially for 1930, in the 19 in the uh, the Bat Whispers film. There's some interesting camera work going on there. With this, they move that camera. It's very unusual for that early in film for the 1930s to use the camera the way they did. And uh, but it's cool. You can see where the Batman came from. The other influences for Bob Kane with Batman was Zorro as uh, portrayed by Douglas Fairbanks in the in the movies and uh, a Da Vinci uh, device that Da Vinci had sketched out Leonardo Da Vinci you know the artist uh, 
uh, had sketched out that has kind of like a bat wing kind of thing. So you can see the influence there. And so check it out. It's the bat from 1926. Search for that on YouTube. And then the bat whispers from 1930. Search for that on YouTube. You'll get the full film. Good night, doctor. Hey, night. I made it. Proud and it's looker. the end of an episode live. I was live tonight. So uh, anyway, be skeptical and extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Tech, Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimp and Simmons, reminding you to sleep with the lights off. And I'll see you next week. Or well, I won't see you. I'll be on the radio thing. But you know what I mean. Next week. Bye. can check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option, and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Well, I'm going to hell.